Hey guys, what's up? It's Vince. I am still down in Florida in the parking lot of the Wyndham walking backwards. Everyone's wondering why I'm not at Disneyland, but I'm working to prepare for Mastermind, which we have upcoming uh, this week. And I'm going to do something very selfish today. I'm going to practice um, one of the lessons that I'm going to teach at Mastermind here on this podcast. So as I go through um, my different talks, I usually have about um, three, five, about six to seven hours of speaking every mastermind. This time I'll have the copy seminar, so it's seven hours plus another eight hours. So 18 hours of speaking coming up this week. Uh, Very excited for that, but I will be taking the day off on Monday. I'll tell you that right now. uh, but, but, but one of the, uh, my opening, what I try to do is always open the mastermind with some kind of a, a thinking mindset type lesson. And one of the things that I believe people hire me for or join the mastermind for is not only to get you know, business advice, right? There's lots of places that you can go. You can go to YouTube, you can get pod, listen to podcasts. Right? And you can get a lot of really good information you know, for free. So why does someone pay $1,000 a month to be part of a mastermind like, like mine? Well, well, part of it is we, we give gym owners more confidence. And the way we get more, uh, give gym owners more confidence is we get them to be able to think better. And that's like one of the tools. And I don't talk about it too much on the podcast because, you know, I kind of keep uh, a lot of what we do under wraps, but I'll be spilling some beans um, today. But at the end of the day, uh, in business, mindset is everything. It really is. And, you know, sometimes it's not sexy, you know, to, to talk about your own emotions and what you're thinking about and stuff like that. It's more sexy to to talk about the next marketing plan and the next marketing idea. But at the end of the day, um, and this is the quote I use all the time, but the number one chokehold on a business is the psychology of the owner. The number one chokehold on a business is not your marketing department. It's not your sales department. It's not your training. The number one thing that holds us back in business is us. And a lot of people don't recognize that and they always try and solve big problems, big big business problems with tactical solutions. And you know, it, it, it usually doesn't work. It usually doesn't work. So that's one of the benefits of the mastermind is that I go over and I teach these different concepts of how to think better. And you know, a lot of my education has been, you know, around that. It's, you know, I've, you know, a long time ago I stopped really looking at you know the, the fitness industry ways to get more leads and build a team and stuff like that and I really have shifted and my team doesn't now but I've shifted my learning to all right how can I get these guys to have better control over their own thoughts and their own mind and make better decisions to think clearer to think better and so I always try to open up mastermind with some kind of a tool uh, to do that. So I'll be opening up Mastermind um, with with this. The, the title of Mastermind is Authority Marketing. Um, and that'll be the main crux of the content is, you know, based around authority marketing. But 
my first talk is really all about happiness and how to be happy. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. I'm not telling you that I am happy 100% of the time. Um, I have my own demons and my own battles and things like that in my own head. And the reality is um, there's ways to think to enable you to be happy. There's a good quote that says, happiness is not, um, happiness is not the goal. Um, happiness, uh, the goal is, uh, the goal is, I, I don't ever remember what it is. It's like, I have it in my, one of my slides. But it, it talks about, you're not trying to get happiness. You're not trying to find this place of happiness, right? You're just trying to be happy all the time. And you can be happy even when you're working towards achieving what you want to achieve and you haven't gotten there yet. So I, I basically will start with, with this um, story and it's an interesting story, but I, when I was at Temple University, I was 300 pounds and I was in my fourth year of playing college football and I was an offensive lineman and my, in my last, my fourth year, I broke my leg and I was just done. I was just, I, I couldn't even fathom. I had worked so hard and I couldn't fathom um, playing another year. I just, I just felt like my life was going in a direction where I, I knew I wasn't gonna play in the NFL. And my life in the last four years totally revolved around football. And I'm like, all right, I kinda, at some point, I was like 23 or 24 at the time. And I'm just like, all right, I need to like start thinking about what I'm gonna do with my life. It's definitely not football. And so I kind of had this urge to like, all right, what's next uh, for me? And I knew what's next wasn't football. And it was very, very hard decision. Probably the hardest decision I've ever made in my entire life was to not play. I, I was able to come back for a fifth year, was to not, and, and honestly still, I don't want to say it haunts me, but I still have dreams about playing that fifth year. I still have dreams about, and I, it's funny, most of the dreams are like me playing offensive line at like two, I'm like, I'm 220 pounds now. I was 300 when I played. And most of the dreams are me trying at 220 pounds to block like a 300 pound lineman, which is, which ain't happening uh, at, at where I'm at right now. Um, but, but that's where a lot of the dreams go. But it was a really, really hard decision. And what came with that decision partly was, hey, I'm 300 pounds. And even though I was in shape, um, I wasn't super healthy. I was eating like crap. I had a big old stomach. I would sweat everywhere I walked. And it wasn't just starting my life a very in a healthy way. And it, it's funny. I look at a lot of my teammates and you either go one way or the other, right? When you're 300 pounds, once you stop playing, you're not... Um, you don't stay 300 pounds because you're not doing the work that you used to do when you played football. You're not lifting, you're not running like you did. And you either go down or you go up. And a lot of my friends have gone up and I chose to go down. So I started to get into fitness, right? And I was 300 pound lineman. I was really strong. I was in shape, but I was, I was a fat slob. And essentially I, that's how I got into fitness. I started you know, reading all the fitness magazines. I started looking at uh, how to be a certified trainer. I was always into the training. And the quest of me losing my own weight was the thing that got me into fitness and health and, and, and getting ready. So I'm on this quest and I'm 300 pounds and I end up losing, I think, close to 80 pounds. 
I went from 300 pounds to 250 pounds in a really short amount of time. I'm talking like eight months or something like that. And everyone knew me as this massive dude, a 300 pound lineman. And they would walk by, my teammates would walk by me because I was still on campus after I stopped playing. And they would walk, they wouldn't even recognize me because I was like a, a, a completely different person. And so I kind of got this taste of being fit and not being a fatso. And I was like, man, this is good. And honestly, like when I would go out to bars and stuff, girls would be, girls would like me more than, than, than they did when I was a big fat boy, right? Um, so that was cool too. And I knew I wanted to move to San Diego. So I started moving to San Diego and I was like, oh, dude, I want to be in killer shape. When I want, when I get to San Diego, so I was like, start, you know, looking. All right, I'm 250 pounds now. How do I get shredded? How do I get abs? And I started looking at all the fitness magazines and models, and I was doing everything possible. And I had this ideal in my mind of what I wanted to look like. I wanted to look like one of these shredded dudes that was on Men's Health, and I wanted to walk out on the beach, and I wanted to impress people with my physique on the beach. And here's the thing. This is a 24-year-old kid, right, that was thinking like this. Um, and it was also a 24-year-old fat kid because the entire my entire life I was fat and then I just got huge, so I was muscular and fat. But, and I was never, I was never like, you know, fit. I never like felt good going to the beach. I never felt confident going to the pool. So I like had something to prove and I'm working, I'm working and I'm 215 pounds and I'm working out every day and I'm eating perfect and I'm like, everything is revolved around this. And I get to this point where, um, you know, I, I was 250 pounds and I was like, I can't get any thinner than this, but I don't have any apps. I don't have any apps. And I'm like wondering like what I'm doing wrong. And I ended up hiring Tom Platts to help me and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm 215 pounds and I'm still not happy with where I'm at. I'm still not confident when I take my shirt off at the beach. And what was happening was I was in this thing called the gap. And the gap is where you measure where you are versus an ideal. And if you think about it, think about the horizon. And when you look at the horizon, you can see it, right? There's a visual of it. But as you walk closer to it, it keeps getting farther away. You never actually really get there. And ideals, these ideals like the horizon are actually important because they give you some direction. But to measure yourself against this, what I was looking at, this perfection in my mind, always made me unhappy. Even though, even though I had gone from 300 pounds and this big fat boy to 215 pounds and fit and in shape and getting more girls and all that stuff, I hope Vanessa doesn't listen to this one, right? But um, I still wasn't happy with my body. And the reason was because I was in this gap. I was measuring myself against this perfection that I'll probably never get there maybe my body's not designed to look like that and maybe there's a possible way I could have done it but maybe I wasn't willing to do what it takes but the reality was that is what equals being unhappy when you measure yourself against this ideal or you measure your sense against this 
um, comparison, right? I was comparing myself to the magazine. I was comparing myself to, oh, why does my friend have six-pack abs and I don't? And I feel like it equates to a lot of unhappiness in business. Where as a gym owner, we start working, 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 and we're working hard and we're doing all this work and we're training all these clients and we get to a certain point, we stop and we're like, you know, I'm not really happy with where I am now. I want more. I'm not really happy with what I am right now. I want what that person's got. And it's a simple recipe for unhappiness to compare yourself against this horizon, this ideal that may not exist. And what you need to do is you need to get better. What we all need to do is we need to get better at creating measurable goals and comparing ourselves against the measurable goal that we set, right? So for example, let's say you have 100 clients right now. Well, set a measurable goal to get to 130 clients and then focus on that goal. But the problem is a lot of you focus on that, you set their goal, or worse you don't, and you get to 130 and all of a sudden you're like, ah, yeah, but, you do the yeah buts. Yeah, but, you know, Devin Gage has, you know, 400 members. And I only got 130. And, you know, this year I only made $8,000 in personal income. And, you know, Gage made 15, right? And the secret to all this is, is two words. It's measure backwards. Measure backwards. It's like if you're always measuring forwards against this ideal, against this thing that doesn't exist, against this comparison syndrome, you're never, ever going to be happy. Teddy Roosevelt said comparison is the thief of happiness or thief of joy, I think. And what you've got to do is you've got to get better at setting these measurable goals and then say to yourself, Okay, this is where I started. Okay, um, this is where I got to. And then look backwards and say, man, that is progress. And, and, and Tony Robbins says progress equals happiness. And so if you start to focus on the progress you're making, not where you are against this ideal or not where you are against this comparison theory, then you're going to be happy. Right? If I compare the amount of money I have against my my uh, brother-in-law who you know, works for you know he's a big wig you know Merrill Lynch I'm gonna always be unhappy always because we're in different industries and different this and this and that versus I can look at my income and say okay I made X amount last year and this year I made this look at the difference shit I did pretty good I did pretty good and allow that but but that's why like you hear people that are you know rich and miserable right they're rich and miserable because they get to a certain point and then it's like well what else is there what else is more and i'm not saying you shouldn't want more you should you should want to grow and in fact this kind of a mindset this what's called the gain mindset is 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 measuring backwards but there's always more and you just continue to set new and new measurable goals right you, you hit a goal and then boom, you achieve the goal. And then you measure yourself against the goals you set for yourself. So basically you're playing a game against yourself. You're not playing a game towards an ideal. You're not playing a game towards anyone else. And that's, that's really it. So you, you, it's basically a thinking process. It's a way to think. 
to help you be happier. And, and here's the reality. A lot of you may be thinking, it's like, okay, well, Vince, do you think like this all the time? And the, my answer right now is, hell no, I don't think like this all the time. Do I think still in the gap? Hell yes, I do. And, and the reason why I do is the same reason why you do is because this is human nature. We are wired to be in the gap. We are wired to compare. We're wired to want more. We're wired to compare ourselves against this thing and this ideal. And it's not normal to look backwards and be like, oh shit, look at how far that I've come. And some of you should be really damn proud of yourselves of where you are right now because a lot of you listening to this that are gym owners, you just survived a pandemic. And you can take a look and say, in March of 2020, my revenue dropped 50%. And today, I've made all that back. In, and, and even if you made all that back in a dollar, well, shit, that's some pretty good progress. But we usually don't think that way. And so what you have to do is you have to have this thermostat, what I call. And this thermostat is basically you catch yourself when you're comparing. You catch yourself when you're comparing yourself against this ideal. Right? And remember, the ideal is there, and that's fine. You, you should have people. You know, I have people in my life that are way, way more successful as me. And I know when I use them as motivation, I use their, their, their success as a guide and a compass not the idea that I had to achieve exactly what they achieve to be happy. So hopefully this is, this is making uh, sense for you. It comes from a concept that I certainly didn't invent, but it's a really good book called The Gap in the Game by Dan Sullivan. And, you know, Sullivan comes out with these concepts that are just like, you know, they're mindset game changers. Right? And, and, and what happens, like, so this is the secret to happiness, right? It's you, you start to, when you start to let go a little bit, you have less anxiety around what other people are doing and what the ideal is and more focus around how are you doing against what you set out to do. And one of the things it does do, this, this forces you to be a better goal setter. You, it, 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 in order, because that's, th that's the facts. Like the goals you set, and there's got to be hard numbers to these, right? That's why the, there's an acronym SMART goal. You want to be able to have concrete goals of what you said. Okay, I set out to accomplish this. I either accomplished it or I didn't. And if you didn't accomplish it, no sweat, right? Because then you, what did you learn, right? And that's this whole game thinking is that there's no really bad stuff that happens there's only winning and there's learning right you just learn okay well i didn't hit this or i didn't get this or i didn't this happen and that happened it's like all right how do i fuel this and use this to continue to accomplish my next goal um, that i set so it's all learning it's all progress um and hopefully this is making sense um this is my uh my very selfish practice i'm not going to release this until uh Friday because I don't want you guys to get it before the mastermind gets it. So they'll get it on Friday. They're going to get much more in depth. I have a whole presentation plan and there's a bunch of different action steps and things to do that I'm going to teach them uh, on how to have this mindset more and what they should be doing at night and what they you know should be doing, what happens if they get into it, how to get out of it. Um, that's what I'll be teaching at mastermind. But this is just to give you guys um, a little bit of taste 
um, around what I'll be doing, but really to tell you about like what we do in Mastermind, it's a lot of times not about just the next marketing thing. It's really more about enhancing and elevating uh, your level of thinking. And what that does is that it helps you move beyond a gym owner, owner, operator mentality. And that's one of the things that, you know, I really work, I'm going to work hard and I am working hard and I'm going to continue to work hard to do is create this universe where we create successful entrepreneurs. And so there's that process that you go through of, all right, I'm a gym owner and, or sorry, I'm a trainer and I train clients and then I open up a gym and I do all the sessions and maybe a hard, hard part-time person and then all of a sudden I start you know, doing some sales and operations and then you, know, you work towards building this you know, business that hopefully runs without you. But the reality is that's just the start of this. And this is what I've learned. Like I didn't envision myself as an entrepreneur, as someone with four companies and you know, an investor in companies and things like that. I never envisioned myself that, but all of a sudden, like as you grow and you push, you, you realize what the potential is and what opportunities are, are out there. And the only thing that stands in the way of us having all these things is the way we think. Because it's not doing more, you know? Your time is your most valuable asset. Your whole goal in, in life is to be able to maximize your time. Time so you can, you know, spend with your family. And while you're spending time with your family, you're making money at the same time. And that's what these different mindsets and thinking, that's what I'm trying to do with, with, with gym owners, which are, gym. What, what are we? Like, and I'm one of you, so I can say this, right? What are we? We're meatheads. <laughs> I know I am. Right? We're meatheads. What's the barrier to entry to own a gym? Like, it's not a lot. And so society looks at us as we're not sophisticated business people. That's how they look at us as trainers and, you know, protein shake drinkers and Tupperware people. And they don't look at gym owners as successful business owners and successful entrepreneurs. And I think that's bullshit because I think that we can be just like a doctor can be a good business person, just like a salon person can be a good business person, just like a finance person can be a good business person. We have this opportunity. We have this opportunity, and that's kind of what you know I'm doing with Mastermind, and that's what you know I work on with these guys. So it's not just all you know, ooh, do this Facebook ad, ooh, do this, write this email, and do all this. this. It's a lot of that, but the reality is, what takes life to the next level is enhancing and elevating the way we think. And ripping away the, the barriers in our own mind that hold us back. And I only know this because I'm a work in progress every day. Right? A lot of what I teach in Mastermind is the stuff I work on, you know, on myself every day. So I'm not coming to you today saying... You know, I've made it and I think perfect and I'm happy every minute of the day and I don't have problems. And the, No, it's not that. But it's the reality of this knowledge of, hey, there's a way to think to be successful. There's a way to think to be happier more. There's a way to think to be more financially stable and secure. And that's really what, at the end of the day, it's about. So hopefully... Hopefully this was helpful. If you want to get in on the ground floor, maybe you're not ready for Mastermind, but you want to get started with us and you know, you got a spare buck 
flying around, head on over to club.vincegabriel.com. And that's the Marketing Master Insiders Club, soon to be rebranded as New Client Academy. Very excited for that. Um, so get ready for uh, a whole rebrand and launch uh, for New Client Academy. But right now, it's still MMIC, Marketing Master Insiders Club. And it's where I teach gym owners how to get more clients. And you'll get a newsletter, you get a monthly masterclass with me, you get my head of marketing at GFP to be your coach, and you can get started for a buck. If you just go to club.vincegabriel.com, you can get all the info there. But appreciate you being with me today on this beautiful 80 degrees sunny day in Orlando, Florida, as I get away from everybody, introvert paradise vacation, and get ready for the big SPF mastermind, 50 plus gym owners coming to town from all over the world. Um, very excited. And uh, hopefully one day, if you're listening to this, that you will be there too. But for now, head on over to club.vincegabriel.com. You can get in there and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day, peace.